Now, if you go out and get it on your own outside of his will, that's, that's on you. you. <laughs> yeah. to wait 
Like, nothing is just going to come to us. Like, if God, if you pray to God and be like, God, give me a car, and then you go outside and there's a car in your driveway, <laughs> God is like, okay, well, where's your faith? Like, that right. tests our faith. If God, it was just to give us every single thing just when we ask for it. Like, mm-hmm. we have to wait. We have to have those seasons, those times where we're just waiting. We might not know what's next. We might not know what God's going to do, if he's going to do anything. Like, but we have to wait. Like, it says to trust and depend on God. Not people, not your situation, but God. So right, and not even yourself, because right. because you could you go could out and go get something, don't mean you should do it outside yeah. of God's will. Yeah. Now, like I was saying, it all look. I'm be honest about waiting, okay? It <laughs> is frustrating. Yeah. Like you be like, oh my God. So I have a bunch of pastors that I listen to, just like online and you know physically out here in the city, but. Every one of them has always emphasized the importance of waiting. Mm-hmm. I have never heard a pastor who is just like, yeah, go do everything you right. want on your own and go get what you want. Yeah, yeah it, like I've never heard that. They're always going to tell you. So no matter what your favorite pastor has to say about waiting, it is hard. Your pastor ain't sitting next to you waiting for what you asking God for. Right. Like he waiting on his own stuff. And of course, it's all encouraging. It's all really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. But it's like, Sometimes you wait so long, you get to the point to where you didn't hurt at all. And it's like, okay, like, I'm still hanging on to this word from 2001. <laughs> <laughs> trying to Yeah, like, trying to wait on God. And it's, it's hard. Yeah. Um, y'all know Maverick City is just, like, super popping right now. But they have, one of their biggest songs is called Wait On You. It's, like, one of their most popular songs. That song is amazing. Mm-hmm. I can only listen to the song so many times before I'm like, okay, God, I'm gonna wait on you. Like, okay, I've been waiting. When you coming? Like, I'm waiting. Right. And you just be like, okay, like, yeah, it's encouraging and it helps you. But you know, sometimes it's like, especially when you feel like you're doing the right things, you're laboring and you're just trying so hard to still uphold righteousness while waiting. It's like, okay, I've played this song a hundred times already. Like, yeah, now what? And it starts to sound very repetitive and just like, okay, well, maybe God is doing it for them and not for me, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, How do you feel like our generation specifically handles waiting? Like, we don't. (laughs) There is no handling waiting. (laughs) Our generation is like the go-getter. Like, whatever it is, I'm a go-getter. I ain't gonna stop. Like, I'm self-made. Like, ain't nothing gonna stop me. I could, so... I feel like with that mentality, it has, it's made our generation depend on God less because mm-hmm. we feel like, well, I can do it. Like, I don't have to wait on nobody and wait on, even wait on God. Like, they feel like, well, if I could do it. If I can have access to it, if I can reach it, I could do it. Like, I don't have to wait. Right. And I feel like waiting is what kind of grooms you and kind of like betters you because you get to see how you are going to react and how you respond in a situation that you may not have the answers to right now like but that waiting really allows you and helps you to sit with your thoughts and sit with yourself about what it is that you're waiting on God for so I just feel like we live in such a fast-paced society and we prioritize convenience Mm -hmm. waiting is not convenient it's not it's counterintuitive to god it's like 
we live in a society where I don't have to go boil no noodles. I could put them in the microwave and they ready in three minutes. Right. Or I can, I don't have to wait on the bus. I'm about to call an Uber and the Uber going to be here in two minutes right. rather than sitting here and waiting for an hour bus. for the next bus. Yeah. Or, I, oh, I need to order this. Let me go on Amazon. And they got Prime, so it's going to be here tomorrow. Oh, like, Jesus, how Hey, Prime doobie. That <laughs> today? Right, Prime today. Yeah, Prime doobie busting, <laughs> y'all. But it's like we don't have to wait for anything. Like, Everything first of all, reach. yeah, our grandmas was out here churning butter. We going to the dairy aisle and get some butter. <laughs> like, we're not waiting on anything. Yeah. Like, my mom used to always um, say, like, she couldn't wait for her report card to come in because she was, like, the star student. <laughs> and she had to wait for it to come in the mail. If I want to know what I got on the test, I'm about to go on Blackboard and look at it, <laughs> and look at it right now. I'm not yeah. waiting on no mail. And it's like, even back in the day when they had to wait to a certain time to use the phone so that they could have unlimited yeah. talk, we got unlimited <laughs> talk, text, data. Yeah. So it's like, what are we waiting for? Yeah. And it's like... We don't have to depend on God, on God's timing for those things. But the things that really matter, that shape us, that we want, that we desire, like, it takes some waiting. Yeah. yeah. Especially to get quality, like, stuff. Like, we can go jump into our dreams, but it's not going to last if it's done without God. Um... I feel like our society, we also have the disadvantage of comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, so where it's way worse, obviously, than during, especially the Bible times, like, yeah, you know, Sarah was looking at Hagar with her little baby, but Sarah didn't have to go on her timeline and see, uh, mommy vloggers <laughs> and all these other girls, everybody with their kids and their babies, you know, like doing gender reveals and all of that. And it's like, if, if I was in Sarah's position today, I would have to see everybody doing that mm -hmm. because it's so easily accessible. Right. Yeah. Social media is a big influence on that, though, because literally most people, everybody, okay, I'm going to say about 90 to 95% of people have access to some social media outlet, mm -hmm. whether it is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Like, you have access, so you're able to see other people's lives. Right. So I think regardless, social media plays a big part in it because you see what other people have. Like, yeah. they're constantly posting, oh, I just got a new car. Oh, I just got a new house. Oh, I just had a baby. Oh, I just got married. Right. And you're constantly, like, seeing that, so it makes you sit back like, okay, well, what about me? Right. Like, yeah. Hey God, I'm still here waiting. Like, but social media, I say, at least for me, is the the biggest like, bruh. Like, right. I'm always seeing somebody got a new house, and I'm just like, all right, God, right. where the house at? Right. Like, so you gotta just be careful. Take a break from social media. Take a break, you know, just from those things that you know will make you compare to your life so even if it's people you might have friends that are always like well i got this i hope ain't nobody friends like this for real. like i was trying to come here <laughs> hopefully anybody friends like that yeah. but you may be the person that has a friend that's always like well i got this and i got this and you looking like well, dang like i just want to one of her this right. is right. Right. The one of her business. she got all of them she got all of this so so it's like you just have to be careful of people and social media because they will definitely like kind of mind trick you and make you yeah. think that you need whatever it is you want right at that moment when it's okay to wait right. and nine times out of ten god doesn't give us the things that we want when we want it because we won't know how to take care of it so waiting is important because i would much rather have the the car and the house 
when I know I can afford the car. Right, right. Not living with my mama like, all right, so how I'm going to get this car, this car note paid? How I'm going to get this mortgage paid? Yeah. Like, so it's just social media and people we really have to be careful of. Yeah, so to her point in saying that, I'm going to read the scripture. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Second mm -hmm. Peter 3 and 9. It says, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people may think. No, he is being patient for your mm -hmm. sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. Yeah. So it's basically like, yeah, I'm not about to give you no Bugatti <laughs> when you have Toyota money. Like, <laughs> right, you're wild. And if, if, if that's what God really has for you, he will work you up to that point. But mm -hmm. I'm not about to give you something that I know you can't but have back. Yeah. Now, if you go out and get it on your own outside of his will... That's, That's on you. <laughs> yeah, but don't try to put that on God because he never intended that for you. Right. And as um, she was saying, like, when you see everybody with stuff and it's stuff that you're wanting, you're you're trying to be patient and go about it the right way. Mm -hmm. And everybody has something. That's the thing, too. You have to also be grateful for what it is what that you, you have yes. that other people are striving for. Like, even if we look within our own friend group, like, we're all at different stages in life. Like, some of us have the careers, some of us have the love, some of us have the kids, some of us have, you know, working our way up to houses and cars. And it's like, we can't compare because mm -hmm. we're not like we're all growing at different rates, you know, but each of us has something to be grateful and thankful for. Um, so to give y'all some biblical stories, yes, 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 we're going to be looking at the story of uh, Saul <laughs> and Samuel. So, um, join us <laughs> on 1 Samuel 13, verses 8 through 13. I'm going to read them out. It says, Saul waited there for seven days for Samuel, as Samuel had instructed him earlier, but Samuel didn't come. So, basically, they was preparing to go to war. Samuel like, hey, Saul, I'm going to go wait here for seven days. I'll be back. Just wait. Don't do nothing. Just wait. But Samuel didn't come. So Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away. He demanded, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offering. And Saul sacrificed the burnt offering himself. Mm -hmm. He was not supposed to do it himself. He was supposed to wait for Samuel. Right. So it says, just as Saul was finishing with the burnt offering, Samuel arrived. Saul went out to meet him and welcome him. But Samuel said, what is this that you have done? Saul replied, I saw my men scattering for me. And you didn't arrive when you said you would. <laughs> so, and the Philistines was ready at Micmash, was at Micmash ready for battle. So I said, the Philistines are ready to march against us at Gilgal. And I haven't asked for the Lord's help. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering myself before you came. Mm -hmm. And Samuel says, how foolish. You have not kept the command that the Lord your God gave you. And had you kept it, if you would have waited, the Lord would have established, established your kingdom over Israel forever. Wow. That quick moving outside of God's time mm -hmm. just totally eradicated you from getting everything. everything. Literally everything. <laughs> that quick. And what's crazy to me about this story is Saul had already waited the seven days. Like, you waited that long just to mess it up mm -hmm. like he didn't say what time he was gonna be there on the seventh day but either way like he came he and came you messed up. and you messed it yeah. up and that's how we have to look at it for ourselves it's like 
Okay, so when we move out to outside of God's timing, we don't know when he's going to show up to bless us. And mm -hmm. then it's like, we done already created this whole disaster for ourselves. I am currently living that scripture right now. Um, it is it is very, very hard because you get impatient. You, you don't want to wait. Like, you don't want to wait. And I don't want to wait. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> I just know, like, it's things that I'm trying to do. It's things that I want to accomplish. And waiting is just not getting it for me right now. <laughs> I just, I need, I need it to happen. But crazy because I was just talking to somebody um, about me being impatient. So this is actually helping me because if I was to go and just start doing what I wanted to do to get what I'm trying to obtain, mm -hmm. I'm about to mess up. Like, I don't know what God is about to do for me. Right. I don't know what God is working on on my behalf, even in my frustration, even when I get tired of waiting. He's still working it out on my behalf. So if I go and I make one move, mm -hmm. it's going to mess up everything. Like, it's right. going to mess up everything. So I don't really have nothing to say, but I have to share that because that actually did just help me. No, that's good. I do. I never want to operate out of what God has for me, out of his will for my life. And so I'm getting impatient, yeah. It's making me mad, yeah. Me too. <laughs> but God ultimately is in control, and I know that... He has something greater for me. I just got to wait. And I don't want to do that. But any human ain't right, going away. Like, right. you want something, you want it when you want it. Especially depending on what it is that you're trying to obtain. Some things you need, like, right now. Right. Like, right, in the, right in the moment. But it's those things where we have to just look to God and be like, okay, God, I trust you. I depend on you. I don't know what you want me to do, so I'm just here. You told me to wait, so I'm here. I'm waiting. Do what you do. Like, you just got to really just take take a step back and just let God be God. Like, yes. Yes. It's hard, though, y'all, because literally on the way, like, okay, we're recording, but on my way to the recording, <laughs> I was talking to someone about just this and just being frustrated and just being, like, just completely over just how things have been going and how I expect things to look like and because they don't look like that is upsetting me yes. but god got something greater for me i ain't even tripping hey but. man we, we love when the host can uh learn from the same okay too, okay we out here learning too just right? with y'all like yeah. we all in this together right. y'all we all in it together so what i got from this story is that it's hard to wait and try to do things the honest and righteous way when you have people counting on you, when you have people depending on you yeah. and or expecting something from you. Now, it's said that Samuel had to hurry up. He felt like he had to hurry up and do something because his troops were like freaking out. Like, right. bro, what we going to do? We about to go to war and we don't have no plan, like nothing. They were scared. And as their leader, he was supposed to step up and be like, okay, like, you know, I got this under control. Right. So the root of that was fear. And I feel like that's what we experience so much as young people. It's like, I'm missing out. I have fear of missing out on this experience. My yeah. friends have kids and I don't have no kids. Or my friends are engaged and I'm still single. Or my friends have homes and I don't have uh, my own home. And it's like, you feel like you're letting people down. You feel mm -hmm. like you're letting yourself down. 
And I know for me, this is just an example that I will share unfiltered mm -hmm. on the potty. <laughs> My mama always be like, I'm ready for some grandkids. Like, when you gonna give me some grandkids? I'm like, girl, I don't even have a boyfriend. Let's start there. Like, that is number one. I don't even have no, like, I can't. I always want grandkids. Right. And it's like, I do have that desire to be a mother. And I am seeing my, some of my friends are on their second and third kids. Yeah. It's hard. And it's mm -hmm. also like, do you want to be somebody baby mama? Because I could go have a kid. I could go in my DMs and have like seven options of baby moms to choose from. <laughs> but it's like, am I just going to go get up and have a kid with any and everybody just, just because, because that's what I want? No, I'm going to wait on God and see like, do you have the fruit that I need in order for you to raise my kids? Like, I'm not letting just any random dude raise my kids. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in God? Do you know how to pray? Are you clean? Do you know how to express yourself like and it's also, like, for me, with her, you know, and it's not like I'd be mad that she'd be asking. It's actually quite hilarious. <laughs> but it's like, also, I have that fear of, like, dang, what if God make me wait until I'm, like, 60 to get <laughs> married or, like, to have a kid, yeah. you know, to even have somebody to have a kid with? I want my mom to be able to still be here to see me get married and have kids. Like, I want my dad to still be able to walk me down the aisle. I don't want him to be in no electric scooter. You know? <laughs> and it's like, I want my grandma to be here to still be able to see her great-grandkids. Like, it's that pressure, you know, mm -hmm. that it's hard and you feel like people are waiting on you to move and do something. And you just like... What am I supposed to do, you know? But it's like you could either do it God's way and do it with devotion or you could do it your own way and do it out of desperation. Right. So which one do you want? We're talking about some submission and waiting on God, which work hand in hand. But um, I'm going to talk a little bit about just submission when it comes to God, submission to our, um, to our leaders, our pastors. And so I'm going to read James 4, um, verse 7. And it says, therefore, submit to God, period. Like, it literally says, therefore, submit to God, period. Period. It says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And so, I mean, if that's not clear, like, <laughs> I don't know what is. It yeah. literally says, therefore, submit to God. So, don't submit to your parents, not your boyfriend, not your girlfriend, not the church, not... Not yourself. You're not yourself. Wants. You have to submit to God and God mm -hmm. alone. And so that is big because I feel like it is only when we submit to God um, that we really reap and receive all that he has for us. Yes. But we have to be open enough to put ourselves away and be like, okay, God, I submit to you. Your will, not my will. Um, so when it comes to submitting yourselves to um, your leaders and your pastors, um, I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 13 verses 17. And it reads, Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls as they must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Um, and so again, we see this word submit. It says submit yourselves. And it also says obey them that have rule over you. So when it comes to our leaders, our pastors, our preachers, our ministers, we also have to be careful when we disobey them. When we yeah. do not treat them with the same compassion that we would treat God with, because at the end of the day, they are our leaders. They are our spiritual advisors. They are 
who they are the ones that God handpicked to watch over your soul while you're here on earth. And so you have to very be really be careful when you do not submit to your pastors and to your leaders because that could also cause, you know, a little dysfunction mm-hmm. in your walk. Um, they have rule over you. They're watching over you while you're here on earth. They are your spiritual advisors. So if it is anything that is going on, anything at all, you should be able to talk to your pastor, to your leader um, about it. Okay, so just like I was saying earlier um, about God's will for our lives and us just simply submitting to him. Mm-hmm. Luke 22 and 42 says... Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. So that is literally saying, okay, God, whatever you want, have your way. Move however you want to move. Do whatever it is you want to do. Say whatever. Like, that's literally giving God access, complete access to your life, to your spirit, to your relationship with him. And just literally saying, okay, God. I'm submitting to you. I'm putting my pride aside. I'm putting my anger aside. I'm putting my unforgiveness aside. I'm putting all of these things that are wrong with me. I'm putting it away because I'm going to submit to you in the will that you have for me and the plans that you have for me. So when it comes to submission, it is very hard because you have to sit down. Like you have to die. Like your flesh, you have to die in order for you to really be used by God. And so... Yeah, when it comes to submission, we should all want to reach that point that we are all in for God. We ten toes for God. We ten toes for everybody else. We ten toes when it comes to riding and dying. So let's be ten toes when it comes to God and submitting our wills, our plans, our lives over to him. Period, woman of God. And we thank you for the reading of the (laughs) She came with the good scripts. King, ruler over all the nations, all of them. when he was 15 years old. 
This man didn't step into that until he was 30. Bruh. I would be like, okay, so you lied. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, imagine knowing that you are capable of something, that you are destined for something that, that you, you have. Yes, and you have to wait that long. Like, how do you feel about that? Sis? That is, a, okay, that's a long time. Like, I don't see how they even did it, for real, for real. Because after a while, I'd be like, all right, God, maybe you just forgot. Maybe, <laughs> like, you actually, you, maybe you were supposed to tell somebody else that, but I was just so happy to be there. Right. Like, no, that is very, very complicated. Mm -hmm. um, knowing that you have something promised to you, and you can't get it. Like, you have no access to it at that present moment. Um, again, like we were talking about, it's all about waiting on God and really submitting ourselves to Him because those promises will come to pass. Like, whatever it is that God promised you, they're going to come to pass. But they're not going to come to pass the next day. Like, God's not going to tell you today and then tomorrow. Well, He could. Don't get me wrong, because he is God. If he wanted to. If he, he wanted to, he could. But I'm pretty sure that God is God is a tester of our faith he and is. of our of our, our trust in him. And so, like I said earlier, if we ask God for something and then fall in our lap the next two minutes, we have no faith in God. Right. We're just going to go to God literally for every little thing. Like, God do it. God do it. Right. God do it. And that, that produces no faith. That produces no trial, no testing for us. Like... That's just giving us what we want, what we ask. Right. Like, that's not benefiting us in no way. Man, and it's like you be seeing parents that do that with their kids, and they be the worst kids. Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't sit down and get six <laughs> with an iPad, like. That's not what you mean. I'm sorry, y'all. My kids don't have everything. <laughs> you want this? Yep. I mean, yeah, but you gotta earn it. Like, yeah, I'm not about to just yeah, give yeah, you yeah. nothing. Just cause. And that's even the thing about God. Like, He don't make us earn anything. Our works don't get us. But with exactly. this big kid, no, you gonna learn some character <laughs> building. today. Right. <laughs> And so for me, stuff like this is always, I always hear it explained as like a seed harvest analogy. Yeah. If these preachers don't do nothing else, they, they don't talk about, talk about a seed and a harvest. It's like you plant the seed and you don't see the crops the next day. Like right. you have to wait, you have to cultivate, you have to tend to them. Mm -hmm. And then you get to eat the fruit, right? And yeah, I get it. Like that's supposed to be encouraging. Cool. I'm not a farmer. Like that. I mean, that helps me at none. <laughs> I get it. I really do. But it's hard. Like, it's easier said than done. And I get, like, a lot of pastors say this too. Like, your waiting period is supposed to be a time of growth. It's mm -hmm. supposed to be a time of learning. Like, and he's preparing you for what you're asking for. And you don't always see it that way. Like, if I'm like, oh, God, my desire is to be a mother. And I'm sitting in traffic for two hours. That's teaching me patience. Because eventually I would be sitting in that same traffic with two kids in, in the back, <laughs> yelling and hollering and screaming. Then yeah. what? Like, you know, it's, it's everything is so intentional with right. God. And it's like, you get tired. I know you're supposed to be learning and growing, but God, I am tired of growing right. and learning. I am tired of learning. <laughs> I'm tired of preparing. Like, just throw me in the game. Put yeah. me in the game, coach. Take me off the bench. Like, I'm ready, you know? And while you're in that clay season, um, letting God mold you, mm -hmm. you've been on the potter's table for so long that you think you have it all figured out. Right. Y'all, I have been here, I've been there before thinking I just knew everything there was to know about the season that I was ready to be in. God will quickly show you why you are not ready, why you don't know everything. You still have time to learn. And it's like, 
Bro, I just went into this thinking like, yeah, I'm ready. I know what I'm doing. And then for it still not to work out. Right. And then God be like, see. Told you. <laughs> right. And it's like, dang, God. Like, <laughs> dang, God. It's hard. It's hard. And so I, I watch a lot of content creators. Like, that's what we're doing here, creating content. So, of course, I'm going to study the craft. Somebody that I love wholeheartedly, y'all already know, Kev on stage. He talks about this a lot. He's really good friends with Tapitha Brown. And they did an interview in... And, you know, come to find out, she was working on her career in entertainment for 23 years yeah. before she finally, like, yeah. got to where she is yeah. now. Like, we only 24. That's our whole life. Like, I couldn't imagine waiting on something that long. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like, you know what? It's, it's over. over. I'm going to go work at Harry that 
Everything you do, you're supposed to automatically consult with the Holy Spirit. And then right in that moment, he going to tell you and you need to do exactly what he said. Yeah. And if you don't do exactly what he said, then you're being disobedient. It's right. like, okay, but what if I didn't hear from him? Like, right then. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, so if I end up in a bad situation, even though I was trying to do everything the biblical and right way, am I wrong? Because I didn't hear from the Holy Spirit. So I get what she was saying about that. I truly do understand that. I just feel like God is talking to me months later. Like, <laughs> or months. we finally see it. Yes. Or I hear something. I'm like, all right, bet. But <laughs> it don't be like the same moment or like the next day. It's always like some time has gone by yeah. before I actually see it. And maybe it's because we're still in, like pretty young and we're in the phases yeah. of where God is teaching us. Like, okay, I have to let you. I, let me see what you're going to do first. Mm -hmm. Or I have to let you go through this hurt first in order to teach you this. You right. know, like, it's hard. It's hard. Um, lastly, Sarah, Abraham, and Hagar. We talk about this story a lot because it's so applicable. Yeah, it's so, a lot. Like, it applies to just so many certain situations. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, this story, what happened in that story is that Sarah took matters into her own hands. When you do that, you're gonna be mad mm -hmm. like you're gonna end up mad because it's like you put yourself in this situation and you don't even take accountability for it you just like see now god why would you let this happen like no you did that yeah. so you deal with the consequences and it ended up costing her more emotionally in the long run and that's the same thing that happens with us like we jump into things we like man i got it i'm gonna do it like this mm -hmm. then we get in it and we fail and, and then now, you're mad at God. Yes, <laughs> we mad at God. We mad at ourselves. We mad at everybody else involved in the situation. And it's like, it's not even worth it. Okay, so y'all. <laughs> that be me sometimes. <laughs> I mean, no, for real. Like, it is very hard. Like, when you don't see the results that you want to see when you want to see them, it's like, okay, I need to do something. Like, I need to move. Like, or if even if you pray to God and God hasn't <clears throat> answered you in the time frame that you would like, it's like, okay, I got to figure something out. I got to do something. Like, I can't just sit here and wait. But in reality, that's literally what God wants you to do. Right. Just sit there and wait right. and let him work it out. Let him provide for you. And so, it's hard. It is. It is. So, waiting is so, so hard. Like, I think also what this story um, has to do with is like my pastor was saying something about this too last week. He was talking about like carnal reasoning and like us being so logical that yeah. we don't see possibly how God would make this work. It's not for us to understand. Mm -hmm. Like no matter, I don't care what your IQ is, you will never be able to fully understand God. Right. And it's like, yeah, Abraham and Sarah, they 90 and 100. And Sarah like, well, that's it for me. I'm dust down there. Like, I don't have no eggs, like, you know, but that's carnal reasoning. Yeah. Like God is so much higher than our thoughts, you know, and it's just like we rob ourselves from those blessings sometimes when we don't wait on God because it's like we're so logical and trying to figure everything out when God never called us to do that. Right. Um, I had a conversation with one of my friends and we was just, we're both single. So we always be, you know, talking about our little situationships and stuff like that. So I was like, this was last year. I said, you know what? This is our last year being single. If 
God don't do it, I'ma do it, basically. And um, we was joking, but it was like, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, okay, we finna be just like Sarah, <laughs> looking <laughs> stupid. And then I, that's what I told her too. And I was like, God gonna be mad if I do it, cause I'ma pick the wrong one, and then he gonna have to fix it, and then I'ma be looking stupid. <laughs> And I'm going to be in the season that I was never supposed to be in because he just didn't give me what I wanted. Like, you know, and it'd be like that. But you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. <laughs> and it's also um, taking the first thing that's presented to you mm -hmm. is settling. We've talked about this before. I've seen a sermon where the pastor was basically talking about Jacob and Esau. And I forget which one, but one of them was like, hey, you got some food, give me that. Like, you didn't even see what it was. Like, yeah. you was just hungry, and you took it. That's settling, and settling is a sin. So, in closing, waiting on God is better than having to live with what you got because you did. I must say that one more time. Waiting on God is better than having to live with what you got because you didn't. So if God intended you to have Idris Elba and you sitting up here with Flavor Flav, oh! yeah, you're going to have to live with Flav because you couldn't wait. <laughs> you couldn't wait on Idris. Right? Right? You know, you don't want to have to live with your own regrets and your own mistakes rather than just waiting on God. Mm -hmm. Faith. Waiting on God is just having faith. And it's hard. It's not always easy. Proverbs 3 Army. <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lead not on thy own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Y'all, it's up here. It has to be a different. Write it on the word of your heart, okay? And it's so true. Like, it's something that we just recite, but it is so true. Like, you have to trust on him. You have to allow him to lead you. If you don't, you're going to be messed up. Um, You know, there's been times where I've been in situations where I'm like, okay, I don't see my way out of this. Like, mm -hmm. This is just it. I'm going to just have to accept that this is my reality. And then months later, God will be like, free. I'm taking you out of that. This is over. The storm is past. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I didn't do anything to fix the situation. God did it for me. Mm -hmm. And that's what he wants. He wants us to be still and wait. Um, the closer you get to God, the better you can hear from him. And that's just true. Like reading your word worshiping, going to church, taking good sermon notes, like yeah. really being intentional about your relationship with God, you're going to start to hear from him and you're going to start to recognize his voice easily um, or easier rather. And lastly, don't beat yourself up when you mess up. Mm -hmm. David, y'all, King David, we was just pumping David up. <laughs> David was a man after God's own heart and he's still known as that, but he messed up. He's had his struggles and his trials, you know, times where he just completely missed the mark right. but God still worked it out for him God still loved him he's still known as a man of faith he's still one of the most famous bible people we have so don't feel bad right. you know we all right. play a slip up sometimes yeah. you know <laughs> but God's still gonna work it out so my closing um just with submission and waiting on God and everything um I'm just going to talk a little bit about obedience and how obedience ties in mm -hmm. to being, I don't want to say being submissive, but <laughs> submission and waiting on God. And so, um, oh, I, we can never say this, this, uh, book of the Bible, but Deuteronomy, <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 28, the entire chapter talks about obedience it's 68 verses okay. i read about 40 of the 68 but it is all talking about obedience 
and how if we obey God, the blessings that will come from the yeah. east, the west, the north, the south, like literally talks about. So I'm just going to read like the first, I don't know, few verses and then, yeah. So Deuteronomy chapter 28, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on the earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. After that verse, it lists blessings that will happen to wow. you if you obey God. So uh, one of them says you will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Another, <laughs> in the city. <laughs> Another one says the fruit of your womb will be blessed. Your kids will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock. The calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks, your basket and your kneading, your kneading will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. I'm going to stop right there because... Y'all go read it. Y'all, Deuteronomy 28, the entire thing talks about literally obedience and what you get from God for being obedient to him. So I brought up obedience because in this, in our submission time, in our waiting on God time, we need to be obedient to him. We need to listen carefully to his voice and we need to be obedient because our obedience is what is going to get us blessed. Right. Like our obedience to him, our obedience to his word is initially what is going to keep us blessed for time and time and time or as long as you live. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there um, at the end, just as my closing, to be obedient to God, listen to his voice mm -hmm. carefully and clearly, and to be obedient to his word, not just to his voice, but really to his word, because his word is what gets us through. His word is what helps us. So, I'm going to run around this table. Y'all, y'all got to read Deuteronomy, yeah. Deuteronomy 28, because I was reading it and was just like, bro, like, all this will happen if I just obey? Like, this all I got to do for all of this to happen? Bet, you ain't got to say nothing else. I don't like yeah. it. And the Bible does say obedience is better than sacrifice. Yeah, sacrifice. It really, really is. This so, is God's word, y'all. Yes, so. yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, y'all, wait on, wait on the Lord. <laughs> wait on the Lord. It's hard. I know. Trust me. I'll be like, okay, he ain't coming. <laughs> he ain't coming. Me, move right now. <laughs> but yeah, but it's like, y'all, just wait. Like, he is going to, he's not going to forsake you. Mm -hmm. And he loves you way too much to let you just sit idly, you know, without ever blessing you or giving you what you, you know, what you want from him. So, yeah. and just be patient. Like, it's, let me not even say be patient, but be open to learning what he's trying to teach you during your time of waiting. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. If you don't get nothing else from this, be open to the lessons that are coming during your current mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So without further ado, we're going to close out with a word of prayer. Yes, everyone, for a minute, we thank you for watching. We're going to pray out. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Dear Heavenly Father God, we thank you again just for this day, Lord, for bringing us together, Lord. We thank you for everyone who is watching, who is listening, wherever they may be, Lord. I ask that you would bless the Youth Unfiltered podcast, Lord, continue to pour into us so that we may be able to pour into your people. God, I pray that each time we record, each time we get ready to do an episode, that you would give us the words to say. God, remove us, remove us from this situation, Lord. And just allow you to speak through us, speak to us. God, we ask that you'll forgive us for our sins. 
God. And in our time of submission and waiting on you, God, I pray that we remain obedient, we remain faithful, and that we remain dedicated to your word. God, I pray that you would help us if we're having some struggles uh, with waiting for you and being submissive to you, Lord. Um, and I pray that you would just keep us in this time. Sustain us, Lord, our minds, our health, our strength. We thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen.